Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Last year, I rode the most kilometres I've ridden in more than a decade, and a fair portion of it was on Zwift. Mainly because it's fun, the bonus was I got fitter in the process. Zwift had me riding with friends from all over the world on courses all over the world. It also got my competitive spirit going, so I made the most of the structured workouts in an effort to get the better of my mates on our weekly meetups. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Get a free seven-day trial at Zwift.com. Right on. Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash tdf for logger rides with our friends at Zwift. Joining me is Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? I'm very good. I am sliding into my skin suit, putting the TT helmet on. That's not necessarily something we want to see. But. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't, trust me. But I'm, I'm channeling all my Ben O'Connor time trialing expertise uh he's fourth overall one last little hurdle to go and he will finish fourth at worst i think he will finish fifth yeah. in the tour de france so whatever happens it's been a brilliant race for him and yeah tonight's going to be a good one yeah uh before we unpack this uh, big shout out to you because you helped me pack something else you helped me pack my bike and a big shout out to you <laughs> so you've that my pleasure firstly <laughs> but you've made rule number one you you don't thank them until the bike arrives at the other end in one piece (laughs) mate when you get off the plane you've got first thing you do you gotta open the box make sure it's all in one piece and the way i packed it took about two minutes for all you budding mechanics out there so i'm sure you're you're shaking your head saying okay he's done a dodgy job (laughs) so we'll see we'll see we'll see okay let's talk about cycling and before we talk about the team the time trial uh, happening tonight and the hopes we have for uh, ben o'connor let's unpack the stage yesterday all on paper was crying out for a sprint stage. We were saying, not too sure, we'll see, can go either way. Uh, and in the end, it wasn't a sprint stage because the breakaway got up the road. It was very strong and then they stuck out there. They did, they did. I mean, it was a, we said 50-50 breakaway yep. or sprint. And uh, you know what, I'll, I'll give Robbie McEwen a bit of that credit because when he walked in last night to the comms uh, from a distance, obviously, I said, oh, what do you think? And he said, I'm 50-50. He said, I'm, I'm not convinced the sprint will survive, but I'm not convinced either way. And anyway, it was that initial group of four or five that went away. And then they sort of wound it up for the intermediate sprint, the, the, the green jersey hopefuls. And then we saw the attacks come after that. And then that big group got clear and it got across. And once it got across, they, once they got out over a minute, that was it. It was curtains. The breakaway was going to win. It was too strong. Too many opportunists, too many teams who haven't won a stage, who mm-hmm. are desperate for one. Because they knew um, it was the last chance for them, last chance yeah. to, for them to, to score a, a stage win. Yeah. Uh, first thing first, uh, and before we talk about just the break itself, it was a very nervous start and we saw a crash as well. Mm. A bit of a stupid crash that actually it looked relatively um, harmless. The, the foot that the, 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 the rider did just went a bit on the grass and, and fell, but it took quite a good chunk of the peloton with him yeah yeah it was uh yeah it was a it was a crazy start crazy not crazy race but ahead of schedule you know the 19th stage yeah 207 kilometers they raced well ahead of schedule it was um it was actually pretty relentless for a while that would have been a really tough day for a lot of riders Mm -hmm. um you know if you're having bad legs and you psychologically all you're doing now is thinking about paris 
that would have been a tough day for some riders. Absolutely. Uh, and then the break that you mentioned went away. You talked about that minute uh, that the, the breakaway uh, took on the peloton. I think two significant parts here. First of all, there was a Dukinic rider in the breakaway. And I think you rightly said, as soon as the Dukinic rider was starting to take turns on, on the drive of the breakaway just to pull it, you said, this is it. They've got the message. Dukinic said, this is it. It's all for the break. Yeah. They're not riding. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, that, that's that's the way I read it, and of course, that's that's the way it was. Really, um, you would otherwise uh, Ballerini. It was the Italian. If he had been instructed to sit up, and De Kernick went chasing in the back, so they were saving. They were saving their troops. I think they were tired, and they wanted. They they thought, if we can somehow manufacture a sprint finish, we will. But otherwise, we're going all in on the Champs Elysees. Um, so yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting day and I, I think in some ways not what we predicted, even though we're, I think many of us sort of were like, yeah, is, will it be a breakaway? You know, breakaway could win. I don't think we expected it to happen in the way that it did. It was, like I said, it was a pretty intense, you know, first three hours of racing. But uh, in, in a way, we shouldn't be surprised because we've been surprised so much in this Tour de France. Mm. So shouldn't be surprised that it's actually not unfolding the way yeah. everyone thought it could yeah, unfold. Yeah, yeah. Um, what does this mean for Mr. Cavendish? And before we talk about this, oh, we've got mi- some <laughs> Mr. Cavendish, uh, if, if... The real Cav is back. <laughs> if, if you are watching, uh, if, you're, if you're on the social media, uh, I hope you came across this little video that was filmed in front of the fans mm. where he's having a bit of a... A bit of a tenty. He is. He's. He, he, it's before the stage start, and he he's at the team bus. He comes out. He's with the mechanic, and he's he's saying something to the mechanic that he's he's not happy with his front end, so the handlebars, or, or the uh, the the steerer. So he's not happy with it. Shows it to the mechanic. Mechanic plays around, and then hands it back to him, and says, and, and you can see the mechanics thinking, okay, the bike's fine. And then Cav flips, th- effectively throws the bike back at the mechanic, struts off to the bus, hurling abuse at the mechanic with thousands of fans. Yeah. So. Uh, and he then he then came out again uh, on Twitter and said, "Oh, I love my mechanics. I've worked so many years with with them. They know I'm flipping sometimes because I've got the pressure or the." This is at the beginning of the stage. This is even before they actually roll yeah, out yeah, 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 to yeah. the line. Yeah, not cool. I'm sorry. Yeah. Not cool. Not cool at all. Not co- doesn't matter how much money you on. Doesn't matter how good you are. Not cool. And doesn't matter if you uh, were with the Swingers for ten years. Yeah. Or, and or it's one the month. start of the stage. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean. Yeah. I so mean, you, make up your mind. Make up your mind. Watch the vision. Watch yeah. the vision. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I like the title of the tweet was, "Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce you, Mark Cavendish." <laughs> <laughs> it's not, isn't it? I mean, the, the Tour de France. I think I said to you last night, ASA truly is the Truman Show. Yeah. Like they are the one, it's like they're the ones controlling the puppets. And, you know, over the years, and I refer back to, you know, just crazy moments, the, the, the snowstorm. Yeah. Um, uh, two years ago yeah. when we were 30 kilometres away and the sun was shining. We're like, hang on a minute. <laughs> What's going on? No wonder Simon Clark was, you know, spinning out, wanted to keep racing that yeah. day. Um the Yorica Greenwich bus stuck under the gantry. It's like as if the ASO manufactured this. Yeah, and exactly. They've got cameras everywhere. Cav flips. And They're it, like, yeah. press record, quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Uh, let's go back to the, to the breakaway itself because then that breakaway formed and then went 
really up the road 13 14 minutes i think mm. they finished that very quickly uh, too. yeah i think they finished at almost 20 minutes yeah. um if we look at the the the, the way this um breakaway was formed uh, we're not going to name all the riders in there but some interesting riders van moore first of all very happy he was my pick actually in so the you SBS finally made, you made a podium <laughs> yeah i have made a podium but uh laporte Let's yes. talk about Laporte uh, before we talked about the winner. Uh, but Laporte, Kofidis, he tried. He tried so hard. The guy is a trier, oh. but he has not delivered another win for Kofidis. And again, the drought, we talk about it every time, 13 years. Yes, yes. Look, uh, if it wasn't for Simon Clark being in the break, the Aussie, I was, I was pinning my hopes on mm -hmm. Laporte. For that reason, I want... Coffee. I think they deserve a break. Yeah. They deserve a victory, like a big victory. Like, is the, the only sprinter on a sprint stage in a breakaway, oh. and then boom. And I think, well, he was the second strongest. He was second on the stage, yeah. and he was the second strongest because he he was the only one that had a real serious attempt at trying to get across to Mahorich. Yeah. And I said to you, if he gets there, he'll win the stage. Mm -hmm. Because Mahorich was gone. You could see that gap was just slowly starting to go. But he just, he was like... And, I'm, and I mean this seriously, it was like when he jumped, it was 10 seconds too late. Mm -hmm. 10 seconds earlier, he might have got there. And the thing that he's marked many attacks before. Yeah. And he just missed the main one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's, it's just the brutal nature. Yeah. And look, credit to Mohoric. He was super strong. And it was still, it was 25 kilometers to go yeah. when he yeah. went. And it was a real slow burn at the start. Mohoric, he didn't just suddenly go straight to 20 seconds. It went sort of, you know, eight 10, yeah. 12, like it, he had to work really hard and settle into his rhythm. Mm -hmm. But second stage win for Mahoric. Yeah, third for, for Bahrain. Yeah. Um, so, and again, like here we make a pause. We are not escaping the discussion around Bahrain. Mm -hmm. And I don't want us and I want you to think that we are just uh, skimming through. Uh, we just don't and have... You better explain well, if people aren't aware. Yeah, so, so Bahrain, they're under investigation in France and by the police. Uh not too sure why, what, there's been things throwing here, right and centre. We just don't know what it is. There's nothing, yeah, 100%. And there's nothing concrete and there no. is nothing confirmed. So we, that, but, but let's be clear, we're not brushing this away. No. We just, I just don't want us to feed the rumour mill mm. more than it's already fed. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. I think the world doesn't need it. No, no. Us Look, feeding the rumor mill. What we need is the facts. But what, yeah. what, what you guys can be sure is that if once we know the facts, once we know if anything comes out of this, of course we'll talk about it. Yeah. But let's talk about it now. And, and let's talk now, talk about the victory. Yes. From Mohoric. And, okay? yeah. and let's take as, you know, uh, we presume everybody is innocent until they're proven guilty. So victory yesterday by Mohoric. He actually did a sign saying Bahrain, <laughs> nothing to see here. Yeah. Um, all in all, Mohrich is not a surprise. You made the point yesterday when we were watching the race together. Yeah. He's, he's not a flash in a pan. He's not coming from nowhere. No, no, he's not, 100%. And that, that's the pleasing part. Um, it's, it's not an out-of-the-box um, uh, result, both of his victories. And uh, it was interesting, my, uh, one of my old coaches, who is, was a, is a champion of a bloke, uh, Dave Sanders, and he was a mentor for me for many years and still is sometimes. Um, but we were trading messages overnight and, and after the stage, he said, Mohoric, 2012 Junior Worlds in Holland. He did a late attack over the Cowberg down in, down in Holland. Uh, chase group almost caught him. They didn't. Guess who was second? Caleb Ewan. Under 23 worlds in 2013 so the following year late attack from Mohoric 
Two guys went with him. Uh, they couldn't they couldn't match him. Chase Group almost caught him but didn't. Mahorich wins the Worlds. Caleb won the group sprint very close behind to finish fourth. And uh, so it just shows the calibre that Mahorich has been in through his young career up until now. So he's the real deal, in my opinion. Um, and the two wins just prove it. And he's, I mean, he's showed already in his pro career that he's a real deal. He just hasn't had big victories, but he's had some pretty big rides. So yep. in some ways, we're not surprised that he won. No, absolutely. And then that was sort of the stage for him. If he wasn't going to be a sprinter, this could actually be a strong stage, yeah. uh, stage for him. Uh, Simon Clark, you mentioned Simon Clark, yeah. isn't it? Um, what can we say about his performance? We know he's got a back problem, so he was never going to win this unless he had a, a Bradbury moment, you know, like a, 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 had the ice skating. But uh, uh, what do you make of his performance yesterday with the pain we know he has? Yeah, no, it was brilliant. I thought it was brilliant. The fact that he even got, because he was, he was one of the initiators. He was in that very first group that went of five riders. And he was working with them and, um, you know, no, I thought he did great. I thought he did great. And he was, when his teammate Max Valshide come across in that next bigger group, I think he was doing as much as he could to help Valshide. And in the end, Valshide didn't have the legs to go with them. Neither did Simon. But, like, talk about finishing a job. Yeah. Talk about being committed, you know, right up to Paris. And he, you've got these, ima pro. these images of him just riding on his own at the end, just waving at the crowd. Yes, yes, that was lovely. No, he's and, – and look, people, you know, the last few days, a few people are saying, why is he finishing if he's got a fracture in his vertebrae or – and I know it sounds crazy. The doctors would have cleared him and they would have said, listen, you can – you're going to be in pain, but as long as you don't crash again and this, you'll be okay – and he, he probably knew that he wasn't going to be in any tense, real tense moments. Um, he wants to get to Paris. He wants to ride around the Champs-Élysées. He's done it before, mm -hmm. uh, a few occasions. But he wants to, that's every cyclist's dream. And um, so you, you've got to respect that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's talk about tonight. There's a TT and there's a few battles in there that are interesting to us. Uh, and we have to start with Ben O'Connor and the fight for the fourth place. And we keep saying Ben O'Connor, if he stays on the fourth place, yes, he's one step away from the podium. And that could be seen as, ah, oh, he could have really been on the podium. But realistically, it's the third best performance by a nosy rider at the Tour de France behind names like Cadel Evans and Richie Porte. It is. It's uh, no matter what, like we said, it'll be a massive result. Um, but just to just to sort of go through the potential of where he will finish or won't finish. Mm -hmm. or um, So if we look at the Stage 5 individual time trial, almost very similar distance. I think it was 27 kilometres. Tonight's is 31 kilometres. Pretty fairly flat. Not sure about the technical aspects of tonight yet, so excuse me, I haven't done a, that much detail, but I don't think it is very technical. Kelderman finished one minute forty-nine off the pace of Pogacar in twenty-seventh place on stage five. O'Connor was one fifty-six in thirty-first place, mm -hmm. seven seconds. So seven seconds—that's all that separated them in that opening TT. So. I actually don't think there's going to be much that will separate them. I really don't think he's got a what's his buffer? He's got a he's got a he's got 32 seconds, so it's very doable for Kelderman if he has an absolute blinder. But on the same note, if Ben has a blinder, he could take it 30 seconds on Kelderman. So I'm going so, to meet halfway and say there'll be 15 seconds between them, and it could go either way. 
And the, I think the big difference, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, the big difference with the, the first TT, and I think this is where it's really hard to compare the TT, is of course there's been two and a half weeks of cycling in between. Yeah. That's inevitable. But let's think about it. Uh, O'Connor went into the first TT, not in the same frame of mind that he's going to the, to the TT tonight in. So tonight is really fighting. Yeah. The first one, it was a really early stage that was about going through it. That was about saving as less, uh, uh, losing as less time as possible. And he crashed. And he crashed. Yeah, he was still sort of nursing yeah. crash injuries. So different, totally different frame of mind. So what can Ben O'Connor do, do tonight? And I think there's a good chance he's going to keep on this fourth because he's got that extra power mentally. Well, to play devil's advocate, Calderman has one minute, 20 seconds on Enrique Mas. Mas won't catch him tonight he won't take that much time on him so Kelman also has nothing to lose but he has everything to gain by doing one of his best TTs and if Kelman does do his best TT he could absolutely take O'Connor so there's no I'm with you with the, the psychology of around Ben but then we have to give that psychology also to Kelman he's in his mind he's saying I can do this mm-hmm. I can produce a great TT I've done them in the past um so it's, it's going to be a really good TT to watch, yeah. I think. It's going so, to be fascinating. And it's one of the battles because there's yeah. another battle just one step ahead, second and third. And that's even tighter. Yeah. So what, what is the, uh, the, the possible outcome here? Vingegaard, is, you would say, is a better time trialist than Carapaz. Yeah. But Carapaz never stops to surprise us the right way or the wrong way. Yeah. And look, the, there's five seconds to separate them. So there's even less... But here's the interesting thing. So the stage five TT, if we go back and compare, uh, Vingegaard actually did a blinder. He was 27 seconds off the pace of Pogacar. He finished in third place. And down the list, I'm still looking, I'm still looking. Carapaz lost one minute and 44 seconds. So based on the stage five TT, I do not see how Carapaz can take any time on Vingegaard. And Vingegaard, to me, has looked really solid. So Carapaz has looked good as well. But Vingegaard, to me, has looked like the second best rider in the race, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, he's just been super strong in the mountains. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that battle is, is done because, like, if I compare the battles between Calderman and Ben and, and, and these guys... I think I think Vingegaard's got the upper hand. Yeah. Okay. And, and look, there's a chance he could win the TT. Mm-hmm. There's a chance he could win the stage, Vingegaard. Do you think uh, someone like Pogacar will let this happen? In no. a bi- <laughs> that's not that's not the spirit he's in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. He will because, win, let, I almost say he will win his fourth stage. <laughs> because because let's look at it. Uh, Pogacar has got a buffer. Uh, is, is an enormous buffer, more than six minutes on, mm. on second. So as a joke, we said in the program yesterday, he can stop by a baguette on the way and still run and still be ye- uh, yellow jersey in Paris easily. Uh, but what can Pogacar produce tonight? Do you think he's going to ride out of his skin just because he actually wants that win as well? I think he does. I think he wants to win in the yellow jersey. He wants to win the TT. Penultimate stage, it's the perfect you know, way to finish it off. So he will go full gas. Um, however, saying that, and then you, and then I mentioned Jonas Vingegaard, but there's two other riders who actually can spoil that party. 
Stefan Kung. Mm-hmm. Now, he hasn't been racing full gas over mountains. He's had to yeah. survive. He finished second in the last... Yeah, and he was trial. only 19 seconds behind. European champion of time trial. Yeah, so it's a real different psyche for these guys. They set themselves five days out. Pogacar is not setting himself five days out for the TT. He's focusing on getting through the Pyrenees, defending, attacking, increasing his advantage. Whereas guys like Stefan Kung, everything was building towards um, this TT. Wout van Aert is another one. He could produce a winning ride tonight. He only he was 30 seconds off the pace. So I think... And the other one is Casper Esgrin. They're probably, I think, the three riders that could challenge the two GC guys in Pogacar for the and win. Vingegaard. For the win, for the stage yeah. win. 100%, yeah. And, yeah, because they've, they've set themselves for it. So... Um, yeah, it'll be look. It'll be a, it's not a done deal, but Pogaccio I think will finish in the top three on the stage. Yeah. Okay. No problem. Thank yeah. you for joining us. Any other news? I think that's it. I think we've covered just about all of it. Um, let the battle resume. Michael Matthews will not give up without a fight. Yeah. He will get through the TT tonight, and then he will set himself for the Champs Elysees. And you know, I know we'll say it on the on our final pod, but super proud of his efforts yeah. and the way he's carried himself throughout the three weeks. He's been upbeat. So and, kudos and the, to you, Michael. And the battle is not finished. And it's not Far done. from finished. No, no, it's 100%. Cav, Cav, anything can happen to Cav yeah, on the last stage. he could drop his chain around yeah. the last corner on the yeah. parve. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, that's the one for tomorrow. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us, Michael. Thank you. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. And uh, before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash tdf or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, tomorrow, same place, same time. It's back for now. Before we go, a quick word on our sponsor Zwift. On Zwift, you can explore the world while having fun training at home. Even better, you can do it during the tour as part of the Fun is Fast series. The events include group workouts and group rides, fondos, races, and as we all know, the tour ignites the competitive spirit in some of us. Time trials, Ventop, which is a replica of Mont Ventoux, and Women's Wednesday rides. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com, and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.